All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only podcast dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. And boy, I'm so glad you're here. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Thank you for joining me. We're just talking about investment banking here. That's all we're doing. You know, just trying to learn, just trying to grow, just trying to expand our mind and uh, channel our passion into learning and making forward progress. That's what we're all about here on this show. So since you're that type of person, I am really glad that you're here. We're talking about leverage buyouts and just kind of working our way through this topic. Today's question is this. How do you figure out how many tranches of debt should be in a leveraged buyout? How many tranches of debt should you have in a leveraged buyout? And remember that LBO, that's leveraged buyout. We know what debt is. We talked about that topic quite a lot, but we haven't really used this word tranches before. It's kind of an interesting word. And I remember I didn't know what it meant for the longest time. And then years ago, I saw that movie, The Big Short. Remember that movie? It was, I thought it was pretty good. And in that movie, they describe various aspects of the financial system in America and how things basically fell apart. And they did it in a really entertaining way. And that's the first time I heard this word, tranches. Well, a tranche, I think of a tranche as a branch. <laughs> Easy for me to remember anyway. So if you imagine the trunk of a tree and it has all these branches sprouting out of it, that's how I think about a tranche in terms of debt. A company has a pile of debt and then they have these different tranches sprouting out of it that actually comprise the overall level of debt. So it, they're just different loans, basically. That's what a tranche is. And the thing is, a company can issue debt at different rates, at different times, from different lenders. And just many big companies, especially large publicly traded companies, they're constantly refinancing these loans with different terms and different maturity dates. So it's kind of this evolving ecosystem of debt and credit that's piling on the balance sheet, piling off the balance sheet, piling on the balance sheet, and piling off the balance sheet. And that capital is a big part of what fuels the economic engine of an economy. It really is a huge portion. So that's really what a tranche is. It's just a specific type of debt loaned out at a specific time at a specific rate with specific um, specific rules or covenants as part of the contract. Because remember, debt is literally a legal contract. It's not like equity where there's an understanding that you may lose all your money. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if, if debt obligation can't be fulfilled, that's when you get insolvency and bankruptcy law takes place and there's all sorts of things. But we're not going to go down that road today. <laughs> Maybe that'll be for a more advanced lesson. But in order to answer this question, really the short answer here is to look at comparable companies. And we keep coming back to this answer, right? You'll notice this trend over and over. The answer to a lot of these questions is, well, just look at comparable companies because you really do need specific information in order to make an educated decision about the question. 
So in the case of transfers of debt, it definitely holds true. Look at how the debt is structured. Tranches are all about the structure of debt, not just the rate. If you say that company A has a blended interest rate of debt at 5% interest and they have $500 million of debt, and then you say company B has a 5% interest rate as well and also has $500 million of debt, well, that doesn't necessarily tell you the whole story <laughs> because what if company a has two tranches of debt for 250 million each and tranche a or tranche number one is due next year and tranche number two is due 10 years from now and then you look at company b and it's also got two tranches let's say that tranche number one 250 million let's say is due 20 years from now and tranche number two is due 30 years from now. Well, which company has the lower risk profile? The one that has the tranches with a maturity date on their debt way out into the future. So it would be company B in this point, right? So that's an example of how the structure of debt really matters for a company other than just the interest rate, other than just the, the length of the debt. It's it's the overall structure and the structure of specific components of debt within the capital structure that matter. So you want to look at the debt comparables. You want to look at the comparable companies for the company that you're working with in order to make some kind of comparison. And for example, just for fun, I looked at a company just, just to see some recent debt transactions and I looked at the Hershey company, ticker symbol HSY. You probably are familiar with the Hershey company. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Hershey's Kisses. They actually also own a snack division where you may have seen those simply, or not simply, but skinny pop bags of popcorn you see in, at Costco or in the grocery store. Anyway, they own a whole snack division too. And they're very profitable, uh, a business I actually quite like. But in May 2023, they sold some new debt in the marketplace. And there's a couple of different tranches that they created. One of them was a $350 million debt tranche at 4.25% due May 2028. So five years from the date that they issued it. They also issued another tranche at $400 million at 4.5% due February 2033, so about almost 10 years out. And so those are just some quick examples of what tranches are and, and what companies are doing with them. They're basically just issuing new debt and trying to match a, a creditor to their needs as a borrower. So if we're looking at a leveraged buyout of a competing chocolate company to Hershey, that had similar economic characteristics, then we might look at the tranches for Hershey's debt in order to better understand how we could use debt in a leveraged buyout with our chocolate and snack company. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> when you break it down, it, it's just, uh, it all becomes clear. So that's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. Um, I'm just excited because I, I got an excuse to talk about chocolate for a moment. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Alex Mason, your host, 
And yeah, I'm here starting classes at Cornell, getting my MBA here. And right now it's it's August. It's just the first just first week, but boy, they're just loading the classes on. <laughs> so I've been trying to balance uh, doing my homework <laughs> for the first time in many years and doing my homework for you for this show. So expect more content uh, every day. But yeah, excited for that process. All right. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.